my driving force is to get out there to explore Ireland, the world. I don't believe in no. Don't take no for an answer. I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> well, very rarely. Sure. And once I'm in that car, I like to go wherever. Hello, I'm Richard Ryder, and you're listening to My Driving Force, a podcast from the Disabled Drivers Association about what drives people to reach their full goals and achieve their full potential in life. Over the next six podcasts, I will be talking to DDAI members and friends about what their driving force in life is. Today, I'm talking to Sean O'Kelly, a DDI member and disability activist since 2016, when he set up a campaign called A Day in My Wheels and subsequently started Access for All Ireland with his co-founder Bernard Mulvaney. Sean lives in Dublin and works in the Beacon Hospital in Sandyford. So welcome, Sean. Welcome to the very first podcast by the Disabled Drivers Association. Thank you so much, Richard. It's great to see you. So Sean, this feels a little bit strange for me because normally... I'm on the other side of this table and the other side of the mic and you're interviewing me. And, and it feels weird for me too. Role reversal. Exactly. Role reversal because you have a show called The View From Here yes. every Friday on South Dublin 93.9 FM. Isn't that right? Yes, I do. Every From four to five every Friday. Yeah. And what's that show about or what do you do? What's, what's... So it's a disability related show um, and, so I, and I play music as well, but I, I keep an eye on anything that's in the media or disability related or um, I, like I interviewed people with disabilities and sure. a, a recent interview that I, I did was uh, with um, um, an actor, first name, excuse me, but Moriarty, uh, Irish sure. actor from, from Kalini. Okay, very so good. Was, That's uh, good. Interesting. So hopefully I'll gain more experience in interviewing the big names. Excellent. And I'd encourage people to listen into that every Friday. What time did you say again, just to remind four, people? Four to five. Four to five. Dublin South FM. Very good. Sean, look, we have a lot to get through, so I suppose we better crack on. So what I want to talk about today, Sean, is, is you really. You're a very inspirational man. I know you. I've known you for a few years now. We've been through a bit, myself and yourself. We've, yeah. we've done, yeah, we've done through various different projects with the Disabled Drivers Association. And I want to talk to you a little bit today about you and and Sean O'Kelly, and let people know, give them insight into into you. So, okay. I suppose where we could start at the beginning, and that would be, I suppose, your early childhood and your school days growing up in Dublin. So I've got spina bifida and hydrocephalus. I was born with both conditions. Growing up in School was fine. I went to main. I went for preschool. I went to Enable Ireland, so sure. a disability orga- organization. But then I went to, for for schooling. I went to mainstream school. So I went. Where was to, that? I went to St Anne's in Clarinda Park and Dunleary first. Then I went to Monkstown Education together, and then on to New Park Comprehensive in first secondary school. And when I was about eleven, I came to my mom and I cried be- oh. because. I knew so many people who were able-bodied. I didn't at the time realize or have many people with disabilities as friends. So I got involved in the IWA sport. That's what helped you. You found that a big help, did you? Big time. Meeting other people with disabilities and hearing their stories and their, yeah, yeah, the challenges that they had probably as well. So you didn't feel like you were the only one. Exactly. I mean, at the time you're, you're a kid, so you don't, really delve into much of a of a discussion in that sure. way yeah. as mu- as you would as as an adult. Sure. Um, and what about the school? Was it was it accessible in terms of your wheelchair user? Are you wheelchair all your life? 
I've been a wheelchair. I've had a disability all my life, sure. but I've been a wheelchair user since the age of nine. That's oh, interesting. Okay. So, so I, yeah, school should would have been accessible, or how was that? Like if it was a scorecard, what would you have given it out of ten? It was prefabs. Oh God. Okay, so it wasn't great then. So it was good in that they had there were four prefabs, and each each of them had a ramp. A ramp. And there were one or two others in wheelchairs from our primary school. So that, that helped. That was good. Okay. And then follow, following on, there were others. So Excellent. So then after after school, you left, left school then? After secondary school, I then, I just so did the Leaving Search Applied and I did, I went on to do further education. So I went to Bray Institute of Further Education and I initially did IT and didn't really like it. Then I did business and IT and enjoyed it, but didn't pass it. And um, then I went on to BlackRock Further Education, BFEI, and I did digital and social media marketing. Okay. And I, I enjoyed that. I yeah, really I enjoyed that. He's nodding his head here, guys. So he did like that. Yeah. I'd done some modules, one or two in particular, in Bray. But I just redid them and okay, and yeah, so yeah, so yeah, I, you got I, that, I, and you, you haven't looked back since, and, and no. you've been excellent. And uh, as I say, you look where you were, you look what you do now on a Friday afternoon with your radio show. So that's that's fantastic. And I suppose what what would you like to do in your spare time then, when you're not working, when you're not, you know, when you're studying or not so on the radio I, station? I like to socialize, yeah, with friends and uh, and that. And then this may sound a bit sad, but a lot of my time. Is taken up by activism, and I know. Sure, we'll be we're going to get we'll on to that in a moment. We'll yeah. be getting on that's to that. That's actually my next question. Yeah. Um, but it's sure that's what you do, yeah, and that's yeah. what you like. To, and so you would actually see that as a kind of a that's one of your it's hobbies. I suppose time. it's it turned into a hobby, really. Big time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I could talk all <laughs> more than an hour. So let's let's get on to that then. And that was my next question: Is why did you become a disability activist? And uh, tell me a little about your activism activities. I don't know if that's a word, activism, but uh, let's run with that. So your activities. So look, I know you started, I'll just give a little bit of a heads up to people. You started A Day in My Wheels and Access for All Ireland. So maybe you talk a little bit about that. So in 2016, I was going for driving lessons at the time and I was getting the darts there and back weekly over to Clontarf. Back then, those who needed assistance needed to ring 24 hours in advance. This was to give uh, notice to the to the station to allow to for someone to put out the ramp. So I, I didn't give the twenty four hours ever um, because you shouldn't. Um, shouldn't have to. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. So I gave a couple of hours notice, and I got down to Jockey Dart Station, and all was fine. Got on the dart, um, got to Clontarf Dart Station. There was nobody there to meet me at the station. Um, it's happened many. That's happened many times before. Um, the driver got me off. Oh my god! Uh, Stop the train and and well, yeah. obviously the train was stopped, but he had to get out. Yeah, come down to you and yeah. get you off. How long is that? That probably took him ten minutes to. Not, not even, not okay. even. Okay, but he then went off and went to the lift to discover that it was out of service, and oh. I was never told. Oh my god, that's horrific! So if I didn't have my mobile. I will be rightly screwed. Absolutely. So I rang Pierce Dart Station. Someone from Calaster came and put me back on the dart and I met my driving instructor in Calaster. Oh, but terrific experience it must I, have been. Anyone who knows um, Calaster, or sorry, Clontarf Dart Station, there is steps up to how to get out. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't trust anyone to carry to me lift, up the yeah. steps. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was a nightmare. nightmare. It, it was. I was. Was that kind of a? Was that kind of a moment in time when you said something has to be done about mm. this? Or okay, yeah. I can see. Um, I then set up uh, a day in my wheels at that point, and a day in my wheels was to challenge perceptions, but also for the politicians and and the likes to spend twenty four hours in a wheelchair. Yeah, to see what it's like. Spend some time being yeah. me for a day. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's very easy to. It's without doing it, you can't really. Imagine what it's no, like. No, no, exactly. Um, and I know subsequently um, there was a lot of backlash regarding the, the concept of it. You know, it's, it's sure. people saying, you know, it's, it's not a, a full depiction of disability, yeah. but it's an insight. It's an insight. It it's an idea. insight. Very good. So you set that up. And how is that going? I mean, is that that's an annual thing now, isn't it? It's so become... I, I've kind of almost left that behind if you like yeah because I, I then co-founded the group access for all ireland access for all ireland yeah you know the, the main concept of a day in my wheels were challenging perceptions yeah that's what i really that really was the start of do. it and then you went on at, to to found the other one with, with, with bernard, with bernard yes. he has a daughter he does sophia sophia yeah um who's 13 i believe right um, uh, with spina bifida, she has spina bifida as okay. well. So, my, yeah. like myself. So you're, you're um, trying to just let people know what just, come across every day. Yeah, um, what you face and, and in life. To, yeah. And, yeah, definitely, and to always call out the wrongs. Yeah, if you get me. Sure. And we mainly do that through social media. Okay. It's what's start, your for people to look up or what? Would so it be? on uh, Twitter, we're at Access for All Seven, and on Facebook, we're Access for All Ireland. And okay, so people can go there and just have a look and see maybe yeah, what you've been up to, Ireland. like it and and share and let other people know about it. That, yeah, that, that's a yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of feedback we've been getting and a lot of like yeah. we've been linking with other groups and right. other um, housing like small community. That's the groups. positive side of social media, isn't it? Big really? time, and particularly Twitter. Yeah, I've okay. You really find Twitter, Twitter or really X, good. as it's now called. Or X. <laughs> well, I think we'll always call it Twitter. But yeah. um, one of the things when I was looking up, obviously before you came in, I, I, I was doing a bit of research and looking, and I love this kind of mantra of nothing about us without us. I love that. Who came up with that, or where did you hear that? Or? I love, I love it too. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always come to pass. Yeah. That's the mantra for independent living. Okay. And so it's it's yeah. Don't, don't be trying to change things. Talk to us beforehand. People always say, "Oh, let's you know." Exactly. Need to know. Yeah. Particularly from the top up, and I mean government, and that rarely happens. happens yeah. But it's, it's would, a, would, you, would you would you say that it's happening a little bit more these days? Have things improved? Not really. I mean, okay, that's sad, dear. Yeah, I mean, there's still um, like uh, for example, um, and it's, I know it's regarding a company. In the last few days, I've seen pictures. Both online and I was at part of a meeting, sure. where there the where is there's these shared spaces bus stops. Okay, where there's a footpath, then there's a two way cycle lane, right, and then there's the bus stop. I'm trying to get that in my head and look at it. Yeah, I can vision. Yeah, so I'll show you. There, there's um, you have to cross over a double cycle lane. Wow, to try and get to the bus stop. Dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> So that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing you're kind of talking about. It's just, yeah. there's no... It's trying to call, call out the wrong. Call out, yeah, yeah. Um, Nobody's thought about it. No, yeah. no. Think um, it through, And you know? I, I believe it's, it started uh, here in the county, here in Dunleareth Down. Yeah, right. Uh, during COVID. Yes. Um, against, or sorry, with the opposition of 
good disability organizations. Yeah. Which which is terrible. Um, I keep an eye on it, obviously myself, and I, I see what you're doing. There was we'll just give people an example there. There was um, there's new baths out in Dunleary, and they spent 18 million euro on it. Is it accessible, Sean, or is it what way is it? it uh, there's phase two. They're improving it because of you highlighting that it wasn't accessible. Yes. Oh, fantastic! Yes. Well done. There you go. And so the phase two are start is starting soon, and I believe it's to finish by. April of next year. Oh, well, well done. So well 30, done 35 next well year, 35 weeks. That. So look, another thing I wanted to talk to you about was employment and unemployment and the like. I mean, you said you went to college and I know from talking to you over the years, you had been looking for, you know, for a job. And I looked up some figures there and I believe that the unemployment rate among people with disabilities is stands at about 26.6%. Now in Ireland, the overall rate, we're nearly in full employment, you know, 23, 3.5%, 4%. Yeah. But, but people with disabilities obviously find it hard to find work. Did, did you find it hard to find work? Or? So when I was talking about my college courses and yeah. what I did, I did course after course after course because I couldn't find employment. I didn't want to be sitting at home. You were trying to upskill and you wanted, yeah. I was trying to upskill, if you like, keep off the streets. Yeah, <laughs> keep out of trouble, as keep I like to say. Trouble. Keep out keep of trouble. Keep out of trouble. So, um, so I, I did, I did courses until I was sick to the teeth of doing, which opera. is expensive. You had to pay for those. Well, maybe yeah. you know, you had to pay for the courses. Yeah. You had to pay to get there. Yeah, it was your time. It's you know all of that, and you yeah. weren't getting anything back. And you must have been a bit despondent about that, were you? Were you feeling very get, much so? Very much so. Yeah, we get. Yeah, um, I, I was applying and getting nowhere. It wasn't until I did a, a course, a CV course with this outside partnership that re that really helped, that really changed. Okay. Well, there's a piece of advice for people, you know, get yeah. your CV right. Oh. Yeah, definitely. And that helps things. Good. But in gaining my employment, it was through contacts. But that shouldn't have always that No, shouldn't that's have like happened. the old Ireland. It's not a who you, what you know, it's yeah. who you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. look, you're, you're working now in the Beacon Hospital. And I know that for a fact because I was in there one day, walked in and who did I see? Only, only Sean there booking people in. What's, what's your role in there, Sean? So I, I'm admin. I, yeah. check, I check people in for pre-op appointments. Okay. So I work in the pre-op department and I just check Check in people sure. and make sure that they are who they are. Good man. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. Like, I'll give you one example. This, sure. Uh, this morning, this patient came in. I didn't see her on my list. And so I checked yeah. to see when she was next in. Hmm. And it turned out that her, her pre-op appointment had been cancelled. Ah. And I've been doing that role since uh, April of last year. Right. And previous to that, I was uh, COVID screening patients at, okay. at the COVID desk. Speaking of COVID, was that a difficult time for you? It was very difficult. Yeah. I didn't, I touch wood. I've never got I COVID. it was difficult for everybody, but yeah. But, but yeah, socializing. Social, uh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, isolating yeah. and not being able to see my late fiance for the guts of three months. Uh, yeah. um, so it was, it was time, time robbed. But I'm glad to be on the other side of it. That must have been a very difficult time for you. You mentioned Megan, your fiance, who recently passed away. She passed away there in April of last year. Yeah. So I was to begin my current role on the 25th of April yeah. of last year. And she died on the 7th. But I still, I still started on the 25th of April. Yeah. And this may sound sad, but work has been a lifeline for me. I really, really love it. I really love having it. I, I love, it gives me a sense of purpose Excellent. in life. But also 
countless friends that I have. Sure. It's just, yeah. I depend on them. Yeah. And that's, yeah. again, it sounds sad, but it's just, my life has changed overnight and it was sudden too. I know that you 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 do various things, don't you, with the Spina Bifida Association? To, yeah. yeah. So I'm very involved in SBHI. Just tell people what that is. So S- Spina Bifida Hydrocephalus Ireland. Yeah. And they're based in the the Dublin branch is based in Castleknock, yeah. uh, but the national branch national is based in Clondalkin. Clondalkin. Yeah. Very good. Clondalkin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, a lot so, of your time is given. given very to much that. so. Yeah. Very much so. Okay. So look, in happier times, I suppose. Um, I know you went on, a, and I was very jealous about this one, guys. Uh, Sean went on a big sailing trip to Antigua with the Spinal Injuries Ireland. Tell I, me about I, that, you lucky duck. I gay crashed it. Yeah, you gay crashed <laughs> it. How did that? How did that come about? <laughs> so I linked in with Spinal Injuries Ireland just before COVID because they wanted to kind of adopt my a day in my wheels. Oh, very good. Um, and which they did, and it, it was a success, I think. But then. So I kept in contact with them on and off. And they it was were doing, a fundraiser, wasn't it? It was a fundraiser, yes. They So they, that was the, my trip. Uh, the trip I went on was the third one that they did. Okay. They went from Dublin to Cork was the first one, a, a tall ship. Then last year was Dublin to England. Yeah. And then... <laughs> it, in, I said they pushed the boat out on this one and went to Antigua, they, which they, is where? Where's Antigua? Then in, in, in October of last year, I saw on Facebook that there were, it was Caribbean. Wow. So, I was like, yeah, so I can't not go. go. <laughs> I can't not apply. Dublin to Cork, maybe you could give a miss, but Dublin to Antigua and is if, another I, story if, altogether. No doubt, and I've heard the weather was very different. <laughs> I'm sure. Dublin to Cork. <laughs> um, so that must have been a holiday of a lifetime. Oh, it really was. 40 of us went over. 40? Yeah. Oh, and you uh, lived and stayed on the boat. You ate yeah. and slept. And yeah. So we we spent. So we we sailed from Antigua to Guadeloupe, um, yeah. which is French French colony. Okay. Colony. Yeah. And we stayed there just for the day. Um, but right. we we didn't. The rest of the time was on the boat. Yeah. Oh my. Lord. I, I remember. You wouldn't want to be seasick, would you? Or. <laughs> Half the group were. Oh Half the group were. Oh, I'm sure nice. they after a few days they kind of got used to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it was it was. Uh, so we went over not knowing each other, and we've come back best friends. And you raised money for a great cause in the meantime as well. Definitely, so, so definitely. Was a, that was that was a super and thing to do. I just what, would you do it again? Would I do it again? Yeah, I've already emailed them for there next year. There you go. It's all so, I hope to. I, I, I'm on a waiting list. I'm on oh, a waiting, waiting list. So, yeah. so look, for anyone else out there who'd be interested in that, um, you can look up the Spinal Injuries website. But yeah. You said there's a waiting list, so. There, yeah. Wow. They might have to get a second boat or something. Maybe. But, um, Maybe. So look, what I want to move on to is, and it's very important for us as the Disabled Drivers Association, I suppose, is to let people out there who might be thinking of driving, starting driving or getting back into driving after an illness or accident, that, that there's always hope uh, that you can always drive. And I suppose maybe you talk to us a little bit about how you started to drive and what the barriers to entry were and what it means to be independent when you did get driving eventually. So how did you start? Tell me the, tell me the, the start on it. So I started back, back in, I think it was 2016. And seven or eight years anyway yeah, when you yeah so I initially went out to the IWA and I had to have an OT assessment to yeah. make sure that I, that I was fit to drive sure 
and um, thankfully I was. You obviously passed that. And that day, within minutes of getting the approval, I was in the car, in the driver's seat, <gasps> dri- driving around. Like, uh, and you know, as a, a person with disability, like, do you have to, Is do you just do the 12 EDT lessons like yes. everybody else? Yeah. And you yeah. do the... People, it's all normal. People might there might think, oh, maybe it's different because of disability and all this kind of stuff. It's not. It's, no, it's, it's, no. Okay, well, that's good, isn't once it? Once DOT assessment yeah, is done, yeah. it's all the same. That is, that's really good news. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. to hear. And I'm sure people out there will be as well. So in terms of the barriers to entry, there's not that many then. None. Once Once you get the okay from, yeah. say, an OT and that, that, yeah. that that's great. Yeah. And in terms of your car then, is there adaptations on it? Do you, is it like, is it a van? Is it, do you go in the back? Do you go in the side? Or how do you, what do you do? So I've got a small tin can of a, <laughs> it's go to ah, city no. go. Um, <laughs> so I transfer in. Yeah. And I dismantle the chair and I put it beside me in the right. passenger seat. It, okay, so you pull it across your yeah. body and put yeah. it into the footwell of the driver of the passenger seat. And on the seat itself. Yeah, on the seat, okay. And on the seat. So right. to have passengers yeah. is very, very limiting. Of course, because you, yeah, you need um, space for your chair. Yeah, yeah. So I do hope to get a bigger car. And what kind the, of adaptations do you have on the car? How do you drive it? So I've got hand controls. Okay. Uh, push-pull hand controls right. and a steering knob. So when you say push pull, so what you push to brake and pull, pull to, to accelerate, and then the so uh, little switch on on it for the indicator. indicators. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you're driving now. You got your full license. You got your test. You got your full license. It you're... did. It did take me about three years. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but like that, anyone out there listening to this? Yeah. It doesn't matter it doesn't, the time. It, doesn't it really matter, doesn't. Yeah. And. Being able to drive, what what has that allowed you to do, and what is it? How has it changed your life? Put it this way: I'm never at home. You're never. You're always out and about. Always out and about. Yeah. Loving the independence, loving the freedom. Yeah. And that's what it's gained me. It's kind gained. of a little bit of an enabler, isn't it? I would say um, that, and it's enabled you to work. It's enabled you to big time go out to see your friends. It's enabled you to well, do whatever you like. We talked about employment earlier. Yeah. And without driving. Yeah. I would find gaining employment even more difficult. Exactly. No, it's absolutely. I mean, I do know that there are people with disabilities out there who aren't able to drive. Sure. For medical reasons. And I think that's important to acknowledge. Absolutely. Um, But it's, it's a lifeline for me. It really is. And were there any, was there help out there for you to buy the car? Um, Not everybody can afford a car. So with help from family. Sure. Um, I got my car. Um, I, um, so I, I I was young at the time, younger. Uh, I've had the car, it's, 26, it's 2016 and it was brand new when oh, I right. got it. So I've had it since then. Fantastic. And so I haven't quite got to the knowledge of, of yeah. grants or anything. So You probably got the, what they call the Disabled Drivers and Passengers Tax Relief Scheme, which um, if, if, if one is on the scheme, you can get the VAT and VRT back on the purchase of a vehicle. You also don't have to pay motor tax and there's an allowance for fuel. You don't pay the tolls. So yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of worth it. And it's, it's the only show in town actually at the moment. Now, as the DDAI, we've been, you know, talking to government to try and get this change. And there are, there are changes afoot, let's say, for the scheme, which hopefully will be coming down the, down the road. But um, there's not really much more I can say about that at the moment. But uh, we are working away in that and we're kind of, talking to government. Brilliant. Okay, so um, I wanted to ask you, I suppose, as this podcast is called My Driving Force, what is your driving force in life? My driving force is to get out there, to explore Ireland, the world, 
to I don't believe in no. Don't take no for an answer. I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> well, very rarely. Sure. And once I'm in that car, I like to go wherever. I mean, I was in um, Lathe last May and it was it was brilliant to, yeah. to just drive. Just be there. able to go, yeah. I do hope to dra- travel further. Travel further. Fantastic. Yeah. And look, one of the things we're going to do with this um, podcast, it's the final question for you. You get to ask the next guest a question. Now, you don't know who the next guest is. So at the next podcast, I will be asking your question to the next guest and so on. They can ask the next person. Just okay. a little bit of fun. What, what, what's, your, what's your question for the next guest? I suppose it's, it's what you've asked me. What encouraged you to drive? Okay, very good. Love it. So look, thanks so much for joining me on the very first DDA podcast. You're a real inspiration, as I said. Best of luck with your endeavours and I'm sure our paths will cross in the near future, Sean. So once again, thank you so much for coming in to the very first DDAI podcast, My Driving Force. And I have to say the very, very best of luck with the podcast. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for listening to this episode of My Driving Force podcast. Please remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and don't forget to spread the word to everyone you think might be interested in hearing more. In our next podcast, we'll be talking to Nikki Bradley, motivation speaker and founder of The Motivation Factory. This is one you won't want to miss. If you're interested in finding out more about the Disabled Drivers Association and the services we offer, please visit our website on ddaai.ie. Or if you would like to contact me for any reason, please send an email to podcast at ddaai.ie. Thanks again for listening and have a great day, whatever you're up to.